it's kind of like weird to like sit someone down and be like, hey, I need you to, you know, tell me that you love me at least five times a day. Of your favorite podcast, whiskey and water. And water. Whiskey was I late? And I was water. a little late on that. Last, last and time water. you were like, dude, you're always fucking late. You need to stay faster. Because <laughs> I, you guys tell me that I'm not right, though. I always say, like, saying yeah, whiskey I, and water, and she says yeah, it like but 10 minutes it's, later. It's only the remote. It's only because we're doing a remote. There's a delay. It's not my fault, okay? I feel you. I feel you on that. So welcome back, brothers. This week we have on Gina Gomez, who is our guest. She is a life coach for women, and she helps a lot with relationships. But what's cool about her is that she uses the Enneagram test, which is a personality test that has been around for ages. But she kind of uses that in her coaching and with her clients to help them understand who they are, why they are the way they are. And we just, we really just get in there in the nitty gritty of why you're a little bitch and how to fix it. <laughs> I'm kidding, why brother. We love you. Bitch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a good one. It's, it's fun. It's fun to know more about us. Jess and I both took the test, which was really interesting. And we both talked about it and how it how they complimented each other or it did not compliment each other. <laughs> yes. It got, it, yeah. It's, we get, we get all into it. We talk about why it's important, you know, how it might be ugly for some of us, but you'll, you guys will enjoy this. I know it for sure. But mm-hmm. before we get into it, how you doing brother? I'm doing good brother. I can't remember I like, if I had I like the green and like blonde situation going on. I wasn't. I don't know if I had this hair last week, but I um. No, I, re- I don't think you did because we were talking about how we tried to dye your hair pink, and then it, I mean mm-hmm. we had tried to bleach it, and then it was still pink. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to use a color, a, a decolorizer, which like, what the fuck? You think it would be bleach? I don't, this I'm actually learning so much about hair and shit, there but um, yeah. So now my shit is like a, it's like a lime greenish yellow blonde. It, but mm-hmm. I fuck with it though. It's kind of dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I'm here for I like it. it. Um, you you don't I you're the color of your hair, you don't identify. It's just yeah. what it it's is. It's just there. It's just there. It's just there. Um yeah. How about so you, brother? We're still quarantining, you know. Same, same, same. We uh but actually same same, but not same same because this bitch got pantry doors. She got pantry doors. We're leveling that's up. That's when in you life, know brother. I'm old. Like that's when you know I'm old. When I'm excited for pantry doors. But yeah, honestly, it makes such a difference. It was such an eyesore in my kitchen, and now it's covered. It looks amazing. All we have to do is paint. We got all these doors. They're all this like ugly beige color, oh. but now we have to paint, and it's good. You know, we got some floating shelves up. We put a new. Oh, you'll love this. The mirror. The the poor mirror in my bathroom. Did you new, get a one. new one, <gasps> new Yay. one, new oh, I'm one. I'm so babe. glad. I thought you guys weren't we? gonna do that. 
I thought you guys no, weren't going to fix was, that. It was bothering me. And we were at Home Depot and I saw, so it's not a medicine cabinet, but it's just a, it's a, just a mirror, but it's bigger. And it totally like expanded the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put before and afters on my story so y'all can see. But yeah, so just, you know, home improvement going on here per usual. I love those mirrors and bathrooms that, that are like a little bit unconventional. Like they're ovals and they have like, you know, frames mm-hmm. or like they're circles. I love like the unconventional vibe that's going on in like modern bathrooms. <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> enough of our interior design podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, we just did the same thing. Okay, wait. Before I forget, I want to shout out the CBD company that I've been working with, Wellness Organics, because this is the shit. I literally just took it That's before we started before we started the episode. Um, I talked about it on my Instagram stories. I did a post about it. And it's the first CBD company that I really like actually vibe with. And, you know, during this pandemic, I have experienced my fair share of anxiety. It's getting better. Yay, me. But Love that for no, you. Yeah, knowing I have this is really great and very comforting. It is clean. It is medical grade, which is like real deal. Mm-hmm. so and I love that it's a family-run business you know it's a small little family and they're just they're just doing their thing they have a great story and the products work and they also have great CBD tea that I sip on at night so yeah support small business yeah exactly check them out use my code olivia10 for a discount and we will leave the link in the description so yeah check them out guys okay anyways back to the catch-up <laughs> um so we did a little segment like two weeks ago of our Amazon purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it's been a couple of weeks, you know, I we may or may not have ordered Amazon purchases. <laughs> and we just want to tell you guys about them because a lot of them are arriving today and I'm very excited. And this is not a sponsored post or Amazon segment. sponsor us. Yeah, we wish. Yeah, oh right. my God, that would be the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can just list yours off because... I just have a funny story about my Amazon. So you go, you go ahead, list them. Okay. I'm just going to tell you guys everything I got. Okay. Okay. So everything, we're going to be here a while. (laughs) TikTok has been influencing my purchases. It's so bad. I like, I know it's so bad, but it's also so good. Right. I love the bitches that are like, "Uh, I just got this on Amazon. And I'm like, oh my God, I screenshot. Amazon must haves. Yeah. Oh my God. I live for that shit. I'm I'm like, like, take my money, bitch. Take my money. (laughs) It's 3 a.m. And I'm like scrolling through her entire account, like making notes anyway. So this thing, (laughs) I've seen this mask before and it's gone. Like I've seen it before. This isn't like a hot take, but it's that like Indian clay mask. Yes, um, I have seen that. Yes. So then like, I have, this is magic. It works for everything. But, you know, I have heard that like in the past that it's not just like a viral thing from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've seen it. So I decided to get that because I, my skin's been breaking out for like no fucking reason. Honestly, I don't appreciate it. Got to be real with you guys. It's so rude. It's so. It's honestly just really mm-hmm. inconsiderate. Like. Like, what have I done to you? All things considered, really? You're gonna gonna do me like that? I love you. I clean you. Such good care of you. I I put serums on you. The expensive shit, too. (laughs) Fucking $100 serums on this fucking skin of mine. The the disrespect. The disrespect. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, 
So I'll let you guys know how that mask is. Yeah. Um, I got some new um, hand dish towels, like for the for the yes. kitchen, because Love like that. I just had like those mismatching towels. And yeah, that- it's crusty, rusty, dusty. I'm way too rich for that. Um, moving on, <laughs> I got a <laughs> I got face mask brushes because I used to stay putting shit on with my fingers and like you right. Oh, did you, so it's the silicone one that kind of looks yes. like a baking. Ooh, I peeped mm-hmm. that. I kind of wanted to get that too. Dude, I got a pack of three. I'll give you one. What's up? Sharing is caring, yeah. brother. Send it over. Next. Next. I got a um, these really cute, like, uh, stackable jewelry organizers because mm-hmm. I have, I've, you know, my jewelry collection has just been growing and growing. And I just I have one of those little rinky-dink, like, hang-ons. And, like, mm-hmm. I just can't see everything. It gets tangled. And it's I like to be able to see upgrade. everything. See everything, so I can choose what I want to wear. Mm-hmm. Next, we got oh, we got choices. We got choices. <laughs> um, I got reusable cotton rounds because, um, like, that's yeah, how I take I off like this. my makeup and cleanse and love that. Let I me go know through, how like, that so is many. for you because yeah, I, so I might make that too. We're on our sustainable shit. We eco friendly. <laughs> we love the earth. Next, I got um. Let you actually, I got this because of you. Um, reusable paper I'm, towels. I'm an influencer. And we that's not influencing. <laughs> we influencing each other. <laughs> oh, I hate this. So I got reusable paper towels because I go through so many of those fucking things. And it's so bad. But I had I to like, get. Yeah, but I can't throw these away. And I'm like, yes, we that's can wash. That's why we point. wash them. It's like, but there's God. things and the things and then now it's dirty. And I'm like, okay, you'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. Boo fucking who? We're saving the planet, Tyler. Next. Next and the end. But, but it's honest, honest work. <laughs> um, and then I got these um, from the recommendation of Amanda Carolla. Shout out Amanda. We love Shout her. Amanda. Um, but I actually think that she found these from like Khloe Kardashian or some shit. They're they're mu- they're like muslin, muslin face cloths. Um, they're like made for babies, so like they're really really they're super soft. Like I saw them in her bathroom one time. Is and it I was makeup like, remover? No, no, no. It's just like a, a cloth. It's just like a washcloth for your face. Huh. But like I stay using like my hand towels, and like that's probably yeah. so abrasive on my skin, and I'm definitely not like gentle by any means. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I bought those too. They're like 15 bucks for a pack of 10. So I'm like, fuck All right. It. Let me know. I might cop too. Yeah. All right. So I started my Amazon influencer account, whatever. I don't really know how it works. They have like two separate things. They have Amazon affiliate and then Amazon influencer. I don't know the difference. It's so confusing, whatever. So I decided I would share some stuff on my stories with swipe up links. I was like, you know, let me let me make my cut. Let me get my mm-hmm. money back. And that bag, sis. And I'm looking at it and it's like, you know, it tells me the number of things that that sold and how many clicks and everything. And I'm like, hell yeah, like I'm about to get all my money back for shit, right? And then I go to like the items, it says items ordered. And it's just like mad confusing because I see this tooth, this toothpaste that I I don't even I've never seen this toothpaste in my life. So I'm like, I didn't even share that. So like why so, I, I, I just didn't understand. Maybe someone's like clicking through your account and went to Yeah, but I didn't even buy that. So that's confusing. That I actually still don't understand. And the rest is like all stuff that I didn't. I mean, two of the items were things that I shared on my story. Everything else I did not share on my story, but they were recent purchases of mine. So I'm like, okay, maybe people are swiping up and then they're looking at my recent purchases and then purchasing 
things that I purchased. But like it was just like really random weird shit, like mm-hmm. like shipping tape. Like I bought shipping tape. I'm like, why is someone buying shipping tape off of my like link? Like what? It just it wasn't adding up. Yeah. So for like two days, I'm like, this isn't adding up. And yesterday on the phone, I had my sister on the phone and like, we just happened to be talking about it. And we're going through it. And she's, and I'm like, I just really don't understand. Like these are all such random things. And, and I shared so many other things that I saw people swiped up on and like, why, how, how come those haven't been bought? But I see mm-hmm. that a lot is bought. So I'm just like hella confused. Right. And then she's like, are you sure you're not just buying things through your own link? And I was like, I think that's what it is. Here I am hyping myself up, (laughs) thinking I'm a motherfucking influencer selling shit. Nope. Joke's on me. I'm buying my own shit, bitch. Giving myself commission. Wait, how? How are you buying? I'm so confused. How are you buying to your own link? I don't know, but it is the only logical thing that makes sense. Like maybe I'm just signed into my account and like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but that's the only thing that makes sense. Why is someone buying shipping tape off of my referral link? But but is the shipping, but the shipping tape is something that you've bought. Yes. It's all stuff. It's all my recent purchases. (laughs) dude i was dying i was dying when i realized this oh my god my, my sister and i were just cracking up because i'm i'm like hyping myself up i'm like look at all this shit i sold <laughs> influencer it's like all of my purchases that i made fucking idiot love that for you yeah so that's my experience if you understand amazon affiliate affiliate program please let me know because i am hella confused seriously i'm I, my my I, current I wish like, I could help you. <laughs> my uh my current I just snorted, sorry. Um <laughs> I, I mean the mic didn't hear it. You did not have to announce it, but I mean let the brothers know. The, the snort live your truth. I thought I was like <sighs> like I thought that I was oh, straight snore. into the mic. I thought you said farted. I was like, <laughs> girl, you TMI that you sold yourself out. Like no one heard that. <laughs> I stay farting in the episodes and no one knows. <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> that's a fucking joke. You stinky um, ass bitch. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's just get right into this conversation. Wait. No, what? I was gonna say my um last thing. <laughs> oh my god, what? My, uh, so I'm working on my I, like I saw so, like I told you, I'm working on my WordPress um website, mm-hmm. but I'm like building it from scratch. So that's all I'm saying. If anyone knows anything about Amazon influencer accounts and or WordPress, we're taking all the tips. Hit us so, up. Yeah. Um, any other reminders, guys, if you're enjoying so far, if we've made you laugh at all, post on your stories and tag us because you love to and see it. Haven't, post on your, stories. on your stories and tag us. <laughs> we love to see it. We love the support. Um, we're nearing our the end of our third season. So, you know... We just coming back better than ever. Love and that's, that for us. And that's on and that's on improvement. Growth. And that's and we're gonna growth. have a we have a really fun actually season closer lined up for you guys. So yeah. that'll be a fun little treat. Yeah, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. That's a few episodes down. You guys are gonna love, love, love this episode. It's so good. We're gonna include the link to take the test. It takes like 10 minutes maybe less um go ahead and Mm -hmm. fill it out and see what type you are and then have your spouse or best friend fill it out see what type they are it's fun it's a fun little activity 
And while we're and then all grow, quarantine, flourish. Yeah, we know we know you y'all got time, so all right, we'll just get right, right into brothers. it. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, guys, we are here with Gina. Thank you so much for joining us at the remote table. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, we're excited to chat and get the scoop on before I butcher the pronunciation of it. How do you say it? <laughs> it's called the Enneagram. Enneagram. Okay, that's not that's not that hard. I could have said that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're excited to dive into this with you. This is a topic that Justin and I have been curious about in the past, and you know we did take the test ourselves. So we'll chat about our results. And before we dive into it, I guess kind of just introduce yourself to our audience and kind of what you do. Sure. So um, I'm a women's life coach and the Enneagram is sort of the cornerstone of my coaching because it helps women rediscover who they are or maybe find out some of the, some of the challenges that they've had and then kind of connects them to their intuition and just a better understanding of themselves. Um, in particular through relationships like breakups and just overall challenges they're having in their relationships. Cool. And I don't recall how I found you. I think it was through like hashtags and I just got in like a rabbit hole on Instagram and I came across your page and you have a rather large following. So that's amazing. Congrats on that. Um, (laughs) And I see like all your graphics, how you organize it. And I see a lot of it is relationship based. So I am excited to dive into that some more. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how the Enneagram test works or kind of um, just like, you know, the backing behind it for someone who maybe hasn't taken it yet? Sure. So the Enneagram is a personality typing test. So there's nine types. And when you take the test, um, the caveat is always that you take it to help you kind of narrow it down between two or three types. And then you can um, from there dive in to which one of those most resonates with you. So some people will resonate with their number right away. And then others, it's totally normal to need just a little bit more information. And it's a, it's like any other self-discovery journey where it's not like instantaneous. Right. Um, but yeah, they can, there's free test. Uh, I always suggest the free test just because um, you don't really need to, to take a paid test And um, again, like there's tons of resources out there to dive into the numbers that you most um, are likely to have. Mm -hmm. So what about, I'm curious to know, just like with you and your journey and, you know, getting into this career choice, what was it about this specific test that kind of like drew, attracted you to it? Yeah, that's a great question. So it was around 10 years ago, I was seeing a therapist in Italy and um, he was the one who introduced me to it because we didn't have enough time to kind of like get to some of the issues that I was having. And when he first showed it to me, I was like kind of taken aback at first because I thought it was a cult or like some weird thing. <laughs> symbol. It's very like esoteric. Yeah, and so, I can see that. Yeah. And um, but anyway, I went um, back to my apartment and just Googled the shit out of it. And <laughs> All of a sudden, when I read my type, I didn't even take a test. When I read my type, I was like such in a stressful, uh, unhealthy state that I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, and I think whenever we look at um, personality types, 
you're either kind of ready to receive it or you're not. So um, I just started from there, like my whole journey with it was just studying it, taking online workshops and in-person workshops, wanting to get to know um, not just myself, but then it like goes into your relationships, What right? Like your family, your friends, your partner and things like that. So um, the reason I like this one so much more than any other is that it doesn't necessarily just put you in a box, like even with astrology, which I love, um, it's not really getting to the root of why you do the things that you do. So the Enneagram sort of gives you this roadmap from your past into your present. And then like, now you have alternative options to make healthier choices. Cool. That's really interesting. Um, well, you said something about not being able, like ready to receive it. Could mm-hmm. you dive into that a little bit? Cause I'm curious to know what you mean by that. Yeah. So, um, sometimes when we read the aspects of ourselves, um, we can either feel like kind of cringy or (laughs) it's like, no, that's not who I am because we, we get defensive. Like it's totally normal. Um, when I read about a type two, which is what, what my type is that we were emotionally manipulative. I was like, I'm sorry. What? Um, (laughs) you're like, excuse me. Yeah. Like it's, it's really to tell me. it's really difficult sometimes to read those challenges, right. That we might have. And so I always tell my clients and like people kind of coming into the Enneagram, um, all of those challenges that we bring, like, you know, maybe some of us are more aggressive or, um, we care too much what people think, things like that. They're not necessarily negatives. They're just, um, aspects of ourselves that we've had to sort of develop their coping mechanisms Mm. that we've had to adapt to because of our environment and the people in our environment. So it kind of softens the blow a little bit. (laughs) Definitely. And I feel like when you take these tests, like it's definitely good to be open-minded because even like, you know, both of us took the test, you know, prior to getting on the call. And when I was reading it over, you know, you have to be very, very honest with your t- with yourself. It takes a lot of like self, um, I guess, mirroring, I guess, you know, you really yeah. have to be, take an honest look at yourself and, you know, your habits. And so I feel like it's a really good way to kind of like ease into doing like self-work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like the results can either, like you said, challenge you, but some of them, it validates a lot of, of feelings and, you know, emotions and experiences that someone may have with themselves. And maybe they don't really realize why they are the way they are. And then they read it. And for some reason, like seeing it, I guess, understanding that it's normal and it's okay. Something about Mm. it is validating. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And most of us are wanting to be validated. Amen. <laughs> when, that's why when we read these quotes on Instagram or when we kind of um, like even the Enneagram information, a lot of people will say funny things like, "Like get out of my brain," or "Like did you <laughs> my diary?" or you know, "Stop calling me out." Or, but um, it's just because they they're they're like being able to recognize that they're being seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being seen and they're not alone, you know, like yeah. we're we're all experiencing these same challenges, these difficulties. It's not like 
you know, I think we, we all think for some reason that we're the only ones feeling this way and like, mm-hmm. why? And we like feel isolated. But when you see that, it's like, no, you're, this is normal. It's, it's yeah. comforting in a way. Oh, yeah. It's funny because even as I was taking the test, I'm like reading these questions and they're kind of, they were like so specific, but I'm like, this is a personality test. Like they're, t- they're asking these questions because this is a normal thing to feel, you know? And I was yeah. like, holy shit. Like, you know, other people feel like this. Other people like have these realizations. And yeah, I, f- I feel like all the times we can kind of feel alienated from others and we kind of don't realize that, you know, we're all human and having this shared experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like what you said about like a lot of the t- a lot of times, like if it's challenging, what your results, if your results are challenging to you, like challenging to accept, mm-hmm. um, kind of not taking it personally and just understanding that you're like a product of, of your environment. And you are the way you are because of you know, there's reasons. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a really interesting point you made of like, you know, seeing our flaw, seeing our flaws kind of just like what, what it is, like taking it as it is mm-hmm. and not taking it personally and just understanding that like those traits in your personality, you know, it, it's a product, we're a product of our environment in a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And also it always helps too if you have someone like, like, like a best friend or someone you feel safe with to sort of laugh at yourself sometimes like I think a healthy dose of self-deprecation is kind of you know good for us um because yeah it kind of lightens that that burden of like yeah the blow exactly and when someone you know takes this test and let's say that they you know something about it like really sticks out to them and they're you know they're not happy about it or they're not comfortable with it what is something that you know you would say to them and like, kind of how would you encourage them to maybe like change that? Or accept. Yeah. yeah and or yeah. accept it. Yeah. Um, so normally um, when someone's going into that, okay, I'm going to, I'm getting ready to read my results and what it is. Um, they're really excited. There's usually this like, oh, I want it. I want it to validate me. Right. I want it to tell me. Um, usually my strengths. And what's so interesting is that most people, when you ask them, like, what are your strengths? What are the gifts that you bring? It's kind of difficult for them. But if you ask them, like, what are some challenges and weaknesses that you have? They just come like pouring out. So um, I would say definitely when you're reading these, just being able to hold that compassion for yourself before you put judgment on yourself. Um, I mean, it's going to be natural that you might feel a bit of that cringe or the, def- the defensiveness, but um, making sure that you're also like being kind to yourself while you're reading it. Definitely. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of it has to probably do with mindset as well. Like something that you could say is, you know, quote unquote, a flaw could mm-hmm. be something that someone loves about you or, you know, can be yeah. with, you know, with a shift of a mindset or perspective can be turned into one of your greatest strengths. Yeah, no, that's really well said. It, it, yeah, perfect. And you could say the same thing about your strengths, right? There's like the mm-hmm. double-edged sword of being so loving, um, for, for example, where you might be absorbing too much of people's emotional pain. So yeah, that's that was great for sure. 
Love that you said that. And I feel like, you know, taking these tests and learning so much about yourself, like not only allows you to, you know, do self work, but it also allows you to reflect on like your relationships and your friendships and, you know, how we can improve in those. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that your, you know, specialization is kind of like in relationships and breakups. And how would you say that this could, you know, benefit, you know, people learning their compatibility with others? Yeah, I think for them, I think it really starts with um, just the simple fact that the most important relationship we have is with ourselves because we're with ourselves 24 <laughs> seven. And um, it will translate in your relationship, like the healthy or and more accepting, more loving, more forgiving we are with ourselves. It's going to show up in our relationship. So totally. um when it comes to compatibility, a lot of people will ask like, oh, well, which types go better with which types, things like that. Um, But if we all kind of like think about it, when we're with someone and we're aware of our flaws and our challenges, and they are also aware of their flaws and challenges, and like these two people kind of come together wanting to um, take care and take responsibility for themselves, but also support the other person in doing the same thing. And that's really when you have like a good match, doesn't matter what type it is. And I think that when you take these, you know, and I think that when you take these tests too, it allows you to look at yourself objectively, you know, rather than like with ego. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you look at someone else's flaws objectively and you realize that it's like not personal, like that, you know, it, it just is the way that they are. And, you know, of course we can always improve, but I feel like, you know, in a relationship, you know, it's kind of like learning each other's love languages as well. It's like, you know, they don't, you know, they don't mean to not express in my love language. Like this is just the way that they are. And so I feel like, you know, learning more about yourself and therefore, you know, your partners can definitely help, you know, Mm -hmm. the harmony relationships. Yeah, I want to. I have a few questions that I was curious about while taking the test. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of questions that, and I know they kind of give you like a like a disclaimer before you start the test. Like the point or the best way to get your results is to answer this with how you are now, not how you aspire to be. Right. Yeah. So then, when when you take personal development into consideration. Like, I couldn't tell some of the questions. I couldn't tell if my answers were because of my spiritual work or if it was because of my personality. So how how would you suggest going about that? (laughs) Like, how does that change the results, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. And I think a lot of people, um, most people have that question. And I always say... um, when you're reading the questions, we have to think of ourselves also as we were before we had to put on all these hats, right? So maybe like adolescent age, like if you can't, mm-hmm. if you're struggling with a question and you, you know, you're like, well, when I'm at work, I'm this. Um, but when I went with my partner, I'm like this. So it's kind right. of hard we're wearing different hats. Um, so thinking about yourself as well in that, you know, 11, 12 age where you just were who you were and those challenges, if you think about it, that you had when you were that age, you're still probably having them to some degree. <laughs> 
That's so interesting. You said that. That's actually really good advice to know when taking the test. Because yeah, I for me, like to try to think about my answers, I would have to compare the different relationships in my life and how I act in those relationships. Because it's like yeah. you you like need some sort of substance to, you know, yeah. think about the questions that it's asking. So I love that because it's true. When we're like 11, 12, like that is our prime true just, mm-hmm. you know. unfiltered like unbiased uninfluenced true selves Mm -hmm. so that's that's actually really good advice do you think do you think people change types as they grow older so the the rule um in the enneagram is that you are your core type for life okay um there's different philosophies that have come up um I wouldn't say quite recently, but that you're actually born with your type. Um, so Mm. it's going to depend on who you ask. Yeah. Um, I think that I like to keep my mind open. Um, cause you know, as we've seen, like when we like are so certain about something and so factual, um, it can kind of be damaging. So yeah, just keeping an open mind, but the general rule is that you're just one type for life. Yeah, because that brings up the whole nature versus nurture discussion, which is a whole other monster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How exactly. do you feel like, what do you, just out of, you know, pure curiosity, what do you feel about like um, astrology and like kind of how it like compares like art? Do you find yourself looking at your horoscope or anything like that? Yeah, I I love it. I love astrology and um, I have found it so helpful in the last couple of years. I uh, subscribe to... Um, a daily horoscope and I think her, I forget her name, but the, her site is called Bondi guru and she is an intuitive, but also an astrologer. And so she kind of blends the two together. And so when you get your horoscope, it talks about like how she's intuitively um, assessing the energy of your type instead of like, Oh, this planet is coming into this. And you're kind of like, wait, what, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I love astrology. And we actually did a podcast episode about the Enneagram and what types are likely to be associated to their um, astro sign, their sun sign. That's really oh. interesting. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I and I love that you are kind of into the astrology thing because I feel like a lot of people, like, when they find their one thing, they kind of, like, stick to it and, you know, they cling to it. Um, but it's, yeah. really, it's really all about, like, you know following you know whatever path works for you and you know if you find that the enneagram is helpful to you and can help you know work as a guide you know through yeah. <laughs> through our lives and through our journeys like you know everyone and has just, to do what works for them yeah and yeah. taking i think taking it all into consideration you know it's not one size mm-hmm. fits all it's just taking a little bits and pieces here and there and trying to just get a better understanding of who we are at our core right yeah you go ahead you want to go just yeah, I mean, I think we were probably going to go in the same direction as far as like relationships in, in quarantine. Well, before we dove totally into that, I saw you had a post. Um, it was like five ways the Enneagram, the Enneagram test can improve your life. And I would be curious just to give some a few of those. It doesn't have to be five. Um, just a few just a few reasons why, you know, why it's important and why people should consider taking it. 
Sure. So those five uh, examples came um, straight out of my book um, that I wrote called uh, The Enneagram and You. And I wanted to kind of give people a little bit of framework when coming into the Enneagram. So the first one, of course, is like self-awareness, right? We have to start there if we're doing any kind of self-development or inner work or um, even looking at systems like astrology and things like that. We have to first be aware of who we are (laughs) and um, the Enneagram acts as sort of a roadmap for that. And then also, um, once we have established our characteristics and our behavioral patterns, we need to bring mindfulness to them if if we want to change them. Some people are like, I'm good the way I am. <laughs> um, but if there's any kind of behavioral change that you want to make, we have to start bringing the mindfulness to our like daily practice. And I feel like then that sort of um, leaps us into self-compassion where we realize now, okay, like these are the cycles I kind of keep repeating. These are the patterns um, and holding space for ourselves, making sure that we're approaching all of this with like a deep well of compassion, basically. And um, yeah, you know, to be honest, I don't, I completely forgot the other two. But oh, it's, okay. it's okay. That's why I was like, don't feel obligated to list all five. Like that's a lot on the spot. But yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. Just some really important reasons why it's, it's something great to consider doing. And I think, you know, anything that offers us insight into who we are and why, why we are the way we are is helpful no, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's go into relationships. <laughs> cool. Um, so when someone approaches you and like, you know, I'm sure because of quarantine, uh, you know, a lot of relationships have been, you know, on the rocks <laughs> on the rocks and you know they're like and you know even just personally like you know when you're inside and alone all day like you kind of got to face some things about yourself that you you know that aren't so pretty you know we're mm-hmm. not we're not going out and being distracted by you know mm-hmm. socializing and whatever it may be like you know things are coming up and you know they're not that pretty I mean I'm sure in relationships you know tensions are heightened so when someone comes to you and they're like hey I'm having relationship problems. How do you um, approach that? And how does the Enneagram um, just help them or maybe provide like clarity? Like what's kind of your, your route there? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I try to make sure that whenever I like post a series for each of the nine types or um, whenever I offer a service that it's in a container where you're going to be able to take like practical action because sometimes we can get very it's like a slippery slope with like spiritual bypassing and just like well you know just accept each other and that's it Um, so when it comes to that it it really it's so interesting because every combination is going to have their own set of challenges right so there isn't really just a like um one size fits all And in these last classes that I have been teaching, we are going into depth into like what it looks like when you're in survival mode, like when you're in stress mode inside of your Mm -hmm. relationship 
and like what each type can do for themselves to kind of turn the ship around, let's say. Um, and they have been coming into these classes with their partners so their partners can kind of get also a better understanding of what's going on. So um, I would say that that's really the place to start is like you and your partner kind of both have to be on that same, okay, let's get a better understanding of us, like not just of ourselves, but like how we interact inside of our relationship. Yeah. And both, both parties have to be willing because if one side isn't willing, it's like, you can't really work with that. It takes two to tango. That was going to be my next question is that how do you, kind of like, like if someone comes to you and they're like, he's not going to want to take a fucking personality <laughs> test. Cause I know that I've definitely dated people in the past who were like, I know, I know who I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I guess yeah. that, you know, that raises a whole other bunch of questions. Like do you even want to be with that person. Right. Um, <laughs> but that, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> Have you found that there's been a rise of um, kind of like relationship issues during this time? Um, what I have seen is that whatever issues were there to begin with are like magnified because are flourishing. (laughs) (laughs) The problems are flourishing. Um, because when we're, when we're stressed, it's like we're in autopilot. We're not like settled. We're not grounded. And so we're just putting out fires. Um, and to kind of go back a little bit to what you just said, the classes that I've been teaching, um, some of the people when they're filling out the intake, it's like, um, my partner's making me do this or like, <laughs> I'm only doing this because, you know, um, but even just giving them credit for showing up, like that should be acknowledged um, totally. because it's, it's not easy to face ourselves. And some people have a harder time doing that. So, Yeah. So even with, you know, Tyler and I, I've been definitely seeing my own pattern of, of issues of me just less now, but definitely more towards when like shit was starting to hit the fan with COVID. Um, I was definitely on edge and it was interesting because things that he was doing where normally I would kind of laugh at and brush off. I was like, so on edge about a global pandemic that I was just like, it was those little things were just pissing me off, just totally setting me off. And I was just like blowing up and I, and it really took like me sitting down and reflecting and being like, what, why, why? And I had to reflect and realize it was me. And then, you know, I approached him and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm on edge. Like this is, you're, you're just as annoying as ever. It's me who's on edge. And now it's an issue for me. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's been interesting and I think also a lot of um again not so much now things are kind of kind thank thank god kind of kind of things are kind of settling down but definitely in the beginning like we were disagreeing on the the severity of the situation like I was taking a lot more seriously and he was kind of being very like aloof about it and not disinfecting and like not really washing his hands so have you I mean have you seen any of that type of conflict in relationships of people just not being on the same page about the pandemic yeah no totally um I think it's totally normal for um two people to have like very opposing approaches. Um, and also going back to like how we, 
process stress and how we process our fears will show up differently. Like yeah, maybe someone's totally. flippant approach to um, what's happening is just from a feeling of like, if I'm not afraid, if I act like I'm not afraid, it's I feel safer. Yeah. Or it's not real or it's not going to happen to me. Those kinds mm, of things. We're wow. All, <laughs> we're all doing these things to feel better. Yeah, you Liz just feels heard like, right now. Wow, I feel so hurt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you just nailed it on the head. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and I think no matter what too, like like you said, Jess, whether you're alone and things are coming up or when you're with a partner and you know, my fiance is going to work every day, so we're not dealing with the issue that a lot of couples are having of spending 24/7 together right now. Yeah. So I think that's a whole other issue on its own, just because I, you know, I think a healthy amount of time apart is necessary for a relationship in my, in my opinion. Um, but I know for a lot of couples, they feel stuck together and mm-hmm. they can't leave the house and they can't, you know, separate really to have their own individual alone time. So how would you, if couples are still quarantining together, how would you, what would be your advice for them to kind of get, navigate that? Um, so I think just having, you know, you're going to have to both put your big, big girl panties on (laughs) and realize that like stress is, um, it's going to pass like knowing and reminding yourself. It's not always going to be like this mm-hmm. because some of us, when we're in stress myself, I'm talking for myself. Like when there's a stressful situation, it almost feels like this is permanent now. Like, Oh my goodness. Like what's going to happen. And I'm like in the future thinking how I'm going to live five years from now. <laughs> um, so I think it's really important for the couple to kind of realize that we're on the same team. Like we're in this together, we're on the same team and we both have needs that need to be met even more so now that this is happening. Um, And then I would suggest listening to Esther Perel. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but she has a great article in the New York times. I believe I could be wrong. It might be the New Yorker, but um, helping to give people couples in particular, like ways to s- relieve some of the stress that's happening. And from what I've gathered from the article was that, um, creating like routines and separating like different parts of the house where you guys can still find some sort of sanctuary within your space and with each other. Cool. I feel like even, you know, if you have the, the opportunity, like taking a walk, like getting like even like my my daily walks with you know my dog even that those like 20 to 30 minutes that I you know had without my boyfriend were were nice you know like you know he got a chance to just be alone I got a chance to be alone and you know just creating those little bits of distance you know it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to like one person works in the living room all day you know the other works in the bedroom but you know it can be you know little little snippets of time as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a really good practical advice. And it may sound silly, like, oh, I'm not going to take a five minute walk alone. But I think it really does make a difference. Yeah, just for, like for your sanity, you know, even just going like I have a backyard, I just step outside and like I may I create the space for myself to have that time and you have to be intentional about it, which is something we preach on every episode is just being intentional <laughs> about your time and your well being yeah. really. Mm-hmm. 
What? I'm curious to know when you work with these couples, is there any sort of like homework that you give them to work on at home or any like actionable takeaways that you ask from them? Yeah. So uh, right now, the service that I'm offering is those individual classes. So each one comes with like a guide and inside of there, there's um, you can call it homework. They're just self-reflective prompts to work on like um, deeper self-discovery, but also kind of challenging them when it comes to those challenges that they're bringing to the relationship. And they, of course, can do this with their partner. Like there's prompts in there that will say like, you know, um, have you asked your partner lately, like what they need from you in the relationship right now, or just things like that, that Mm. um, kind of provide more support. Love that. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of the time and just from like things that I've been listening to, like I listen to podcasts and they're like, you know, if you're, if you're having issues with your, with your partner, like, you know, sit, sit down and, and ask them like, like hold their hand and ask them, like ask them for what you need. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, that's not super practical because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like weird to like sit someone down and be like, Hey, I need you to, you know, tell me that you love me at least five times a day, which, you know, don't get me wrong, is something that I would love to do. But it's just, it's so funny because it's like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, that's what I should do. And then like, you ever just like look at your partner and be like, how am I supposed to like ask for that? So I love, I love that, like, you know, these people are going into these classes, like together and like, this is, you know, home, you know, homework, quote unquote, that they need to do together. It kind of allows you to be vulnerable without Mm -hmm. being kind of seen as like weak or like uncomfortable, doesn't makes it less uncomfortable. So I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's going to be, those like that kind of like if I were to say to a four for example to have that practice they would love that oh my gosh okay yes I'm definitely going to do that with my partner (laughs) whereas versus like an eight or a three they're going to be like what no (laughs) I'm good Um, it's so funny that you say that because I literally took the test and I was an eight so it's like <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, like, it's, I don't know. I find it very hard to be, you know, vulnerable in my intimate relationships. Like, you know, Absolutely. if I'm talking to Olivia, it's pretty easy for me to be like, you know, hey, like, I need you, I need you to, you know, do this in, in, in our friendship or, you know, and I feel like vice versa, you know, we're, we're very like, you know, open with that. But like in an intimate relationship, I've just found that like, I get a little bit more anxious. And, you know, I think it's because I, you know, as the, we can get into like what mine and Olivia's Enneagram <laughs> test for you know, Yeah, it's, you know, I definitely just, I struggle with that like vulnerability a lot more, which is so interesting because I'm learning more about that through this test. I also I also think that has to do with knowing that I'm not going anywhere. Like I can't break up with you. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, you know, with a, in a relationship, it's like, there's, there's always this ultimatum. Like you have a choice to stay or to go. And like, when it's, when you're best friends, it's like, you know, unless something really bad happens, like we, we don't, we're not going to break up. Like So you can, you can be knowing that safety shield is there. You can be a lot more kind of just like vulnerable in a way. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred, a hundred percent, you know, between, you know, you and I, we had a conversation the other day and it was like, 
and you know, you brought up something similar. Like I was having anxiety in my relationship and we kind of traced it back to a past relationship of mine where I was, you know, I was broken up with every, like once a week. So it's like, mm. you know, I did realize that, you know, I had this underlying fear of, fear. of being, of being left. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I, yeah, let's get into our Enneagrams because I think it's so interesting how compatible me and Olivia are and how she's like so able to kind of like, you know, compliment me and Mm -hmm. out and you know being able to like track back like my traumas you know and and you know allow me to heal from that and I feel like that's really really important in in a best friend or and a partner Mm -hmm. yes do you have your enneagram pulled up Liv mm -hmm, I do so we took the test okay so I was I didn't know what to expect when I took this I didn't know how long it would take but I get into it and I'm like oh okay 14 pages let me get comfortable and then I'm on page 10 and the freaking site like reloads and I'm like no oh my gosh that's the worst I'm sorry <laughs> the and, then, and then the questions are like they don't stay in the same order so I was like it's okay I can try like I'll remember what I put and then it was all out of order so I had to read all of them again it was no it's funny <laughs> I just, um, I, it, it made my test that much more accurate because I actually did change some of my answers. <laughs> True. <laughs> when I thought about it a second time, I was like, mm, okay, maybe. And, that, you know, I think it's funny, even as you said earlier, like there's a caveat that it's like, you know, it's not going to tell you exactly who you are. It's kind of what you identify most with. Because like when I took the test, it was like, you are most likely a type this. And then it's like taking wings into account. It gave me like two different, you know, kind of like sub types. And then I was like, I don't understand the wings, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Liv, what was your... Okay, so my, it said you are most likely a type two, and I scored like a 10.7. I'm also not sure what the numbers mean, but so my top three were type two, type one, type three, which is the type two is the helper. So that was my number one. The type two is the reformer, which is type two. I mean, which is my second one. one. Yeah. Yeah, and then my third one was type three, the achiever. So those were my top three. Yeah, so did you read a little bit into the type two? Yes, I did. I feel like I resonate more with the type one. Um, Type one is perfect, just for those listening, type one is perfectionist, responsible, fixated on improvement. And that was my second type Oh God, this is getting confusing because I was like naming <laughs> what order they came in. My my number one type was type two, the helper, helpers who need to be needed. So yeah. definitely, definitely a strong part of my personality, but I'm not sure if it, I would say it was one, but definitely a yeah. mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the most important thing to always keep in mind is that um, we can all have the same characteristic or attribute, right? Like we all want to be loved. Like mm-hmm. everyone, every human being, there's an aspect of themselves that wants to be loved, but there's always a different motivating factor usually for wanting that love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get your results, so like you guys see here, you got the type two and the type one were sort of the highest, which means that it, rated you as probably a type 
two with a one wing. So wings are just the two numbers that are adjacent to your core type. Oh, so for example, gotcha, if you're gotcha. a two, you'd have a one wing and you'd have a three wing. Oh, okay. And See, I've, I would have been better if I knew that vocabulary. So I was okay. like my one, my two, my three, my three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. And those, those wings just add a little bit of influence, kind of like a flavoring to your personality. Um, it's said that usually there's like a dominant wing that is present. And, um, however, you can have sort of both of those aspects showing up. So for example, if you were a type two, um, your, your motivation, your core desire would be to be loved and needed and accepted. Right. And the one would kind of come in and bring in the, um, characteristics of, wanting to be also like a good person, very moral, doing things the right way. That's where the perfectionist um, kind of comes in and kind of making sure and being very attuned to like what needs to be fixed. So the three wing would come in and kind of flavor with a little bit of like goal oriented and um, it like likes to have the recognition for a job well done and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, th- yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead before when we took the test, she was like, what do you think I am? And I like, I like told her like, <laughs> I, which like ones I thought that she was. And it, it's funny because you, you scored like 10.7 for, you, you know, your first one, which is type two. And I also scored 10.7 for type two. Um, although it was my secondary, um, it was your wing. It was my wing. So, but my first one was a type eight, which is the challenger, which I feel like, I don't know if like that is, if you, if you know whiskey and water, this is very much. <laughs> is <laughs> um, so I feel like this is definitely like my core value. I mean, I wouldn't say that like I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. Like this is my core. It's, I don't, wouldn't say that's how I like, I act in every, you know, situation. Every situation like I definitely, yeah. I definitely have, um, you know, like, like I said, I got number two next, which would my, which is my wing, which is the helper. So, you know, I feel like it's pretty spot on. Like, even though like the, like just for people listening, it's the challenger. You guys can, you know, you guys get what that means, but it says people of this personality type are essentially unwilling to be controlled either by others or their circumstances. Um, they fully intend to be masters of their fate. Eights are strong willed, decisive, practical, tough minded, and energetic. They are also domineering. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's pretty, pretty, pretty spot on. Um, Which is also interesting because that was my last score. Yeah. So it made me realize. Yeah. I saw Um, that. Yeah. And then I got the helper. But what's what's also interesting, which I didn't really understand, it said taking wings into account, you seem to be a two. It says you need. Two wing two three, and, three and or an eight wing seven. Okay. Yeah. So just to clarify you, the only wings you can have are the two numbers next to you. So if you are an eight, you have a seven wing or you have, or you have a nine wing, right? Okay. Um, oh. So this is saying because those two types, the eight and the two you scored so highly on, you could be a two wing three or you could be an eight wing seven. So this is the part where you're going to kind of want to check in with like what's most important to you when it comes to how you 
approach life. So for example, the two is approaching life to help people to be needed and to be accepted and to be loved where the eight is approaching life from a place of um, feeling like they need to protect themselves they don't want to be, that's why they don't want to be controlled. Um, and they need to control their own environment. And sometimes it bleeds into like needing to control people. Um, and both of these types are not to get too into it, but both these types, the eight and the two are connected to each other, but they integrate towards each other, um, in stress. And also when like things are good. So for example, as an eight, Jess, when you are feeling um, like very safe and secure with someone, for example, with Olivia, you let your guard down. So you start to kind of reach and get a little bit more vulnerable and trusting. Whereas Olivia, if she is in fact a two, she integrates to an eight in a healthy way by becoming more assertive, saying no, establishing boundaries in order to protect herself. Mm, interesting. Is that be- is that because of like the diagram? Like, is that how you see that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where the kind of like the diagram comes into play. That's so interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Right. That is interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am. De- I have these tabs open, and I'm gonna read like all of it because it just bless you. It's just so interesting to understand. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when um, someone says bless you too soon and you can't <laughs> sorry my bad um i just had a curiosity when you meet people do you automatically type them um no that's funny i get that question all the time i, I don't feel like it's almost I, a superpower you're like type three type five type seven. <laughs> no i um in fact it's funny because like one, I, I like to just meet people as humans, right? Yeah, like I don't that. <laughs> but also it's like highly discouraged. And I know why now, because especially if you, when, once you start to like learn more about all the types, you might feel inclined to be like, Oh, she's this or she, or he's that or whatever. But, um, you'll never know really, because you don't know what's motivating those characteristics. So uh, someone can look like a three, but they might actually be an eight, you know, or something like that. really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, you never know like what's just going on in that person's life at that time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that speaks volumes just about not, not judging a book by its cover and like you don't know why people are the way they are you know truly I do however love to type like um tv personalities or like characters on tv like that's fun that that's fun for sure oh you know what I didn't I see something was it the office that you typed friends I typed everyone in friends you did friends oh my god please do the office okay I love the office so much Jess is obsessed She's I'm a super fan. Yeah, it's, it's cool. ridiculous. But, this um, has been so, so interesting. interesting. Do you have any any other topics you want to hit or questions you have, Jess? Um, no, not. I don't think right now. No, I'm sure I'll be hitting you up later and being like, "Oh my god, my man, <laughs> did this. I need why, to know why am I the way I am?" Yeah. <laughs> I look forward cool. to it. Well, I, I encourage our listeners to, we will include the link that we, the test that we took and I encourage you guys to take it. It's really interesting. And that's, it's something I'm definitely going to dive deeper into and force my fiance to take as well. 
Nice. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Sending this link to my man right now. Yeah. So I think we're good to go into our deep dive. Yay. Deep dive. Splash. Okay, so this is a set of three... Qu- Wait, before we do the deep dive, we have to do our pro tip. Which we always... <laughs> that we always forget. That we always forget until the very end. Um, so yeah, we ask every guest if what their pro tip is. Could be small, could be big. What do you got for us? Oh, a pro tip? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so I think in the context of um, how everyone might be a little bit stressed out right now, I would um, say that checking in with yourself is a good pro tip. Um, it could be a simple question like, how do I want to honor myself right now? Or how can I honor myself right now? Just to, um, better support ourselves. Love that. That's a great, that's a great journal prompt too. Yeah. I was going to say like, do you recommend that in like a journal format? Yeah. It's something I, um, it's something I ask myself every morning, like right as I'm waking up and I'm still kind of groggy. Um, and then I also have an alarm set on my phone at about five o'clock. <laughs> um, that will also kind of remind me. Yeah. Ooh, I like and the alarm idea. That's a pro tip by itself too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, just out of curiosity, when you say, how do I want to honor myself? What does that look like for you? Because I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. for Good someone question. that's kind of new to that, like, we can kind of, it can kind of be like, I, you know, I don't even know what that looks like to me. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I think that you can maybe simplify it by just saying, um, or make it more concrete, I should say, and ask, what do I need right now? Because a lot of us, like you said, we don't know we're on autopilot, especially when we're stressed and we just don't know. So it could be something as um, simple as like, I'm just thirsty or I'm hot right now. I need to maybe go lay down, take, go outside, take a few deep breaths. Um, or it could be something else kind of bigger. Like there's a conversation I know I really need to have with this person or, you mm. know. Yeah. And I love that you said that, like, you know, it could be a, something as simple as like, I just need a glass of water right now. Cause I yeah. feel like when you start, like that's a really good way to like ease into, you know, the bigger things and kind of um, what we talked about a few episodes ago is kind of listening to like your intuition and listening to mm-hmm. yourself. It's like, if you, when you, it's, you know, it's a muscle. Once you start off with like those smaller things, it'll become much more natural for you to kind of know what you need at that time. So yeah. I love that. And I think it's definitely easier when you have a question to prompt an answer when you ask, what do I need right now? How can I, how can I honor myself right now? And even with me, I consider my, myself someone who's, you know, self-aware and working mm-hmm. on personal development. I, I a journal, but that's a great question that I don't ask myself. You know, it's yeah. always like, I think I'm always, I always have the intention of being like productive or gaining insight or like being productive in some aspect, even in my personal growth, I'm like trying to chart, you know, and just asking how can I honor myself? Maybe just cut myself some slack, give myself a pat on the back. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so I love that you made that point. And not to divulge too much into this, but I feel like even when you do ask yourself that question and maybe it is that you need some slack, I feel like you're able to take that slack without feeling guilty about it, you know? Cause I feel like when you take, when, when you're like just taking slack, cause I know for me personally, like I, you know, I've place a lot of my like worth and value and productivity. And, you know, it's something that I'm trying to kind of, um, rework, but 
I know that when I like kind of take a break, I feel kind of guilty because I'm like, oh my God, I have so many other things to do. But when you ask yourself what you need and it is that break, you can kind of like allow yourself to take that guilt-free. Guilt You're like, I need this. Not mm-hmm. like, you know, not more, not in like a burnt out type of feeling. So yeah, mm-hmm. good just point. my two cents on that. Good point, good yeah, point. Yeah, I, I love that. All right, well, let's get into our deep dive. Deep dive. (laughs) Splash. Okay, so the first question, set of three questions we ask every guest. The first question is, what is your why? What is my why? I think... um, I think that... I know another broad one. Sorry. No, you know, I when you sent over the questions, I was thinking to myself, I don't want to think about these right now. I kind of want to answer them spontaneously. Yeah. Um, And I think what kept coming up is that sometimes it's okay if your why changes. Is the first thing that came up because depending on the season of your life. it's going to look completely different than it did 10 years ago. So that's always a good sign that you're evolving Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a human being. Um, So I think right now um, my why is primarily um, focused on my own inner work and healing that I've done in these past maybe two, three years, like a deep, deep dive. And being able to take those experiences and show women that, and men, but I feel like my branding calls women in, (laughs) Um, shows them that it's possible for them and that um, it's coming from a compassionate place rather than like a, this is what you can manifest for yourself kind of place. Um, Both are helpful, but I feel like um, making sure that women feel that it's attainable for them feels like a good why to me right now. Love it. I love that. And I love that you said that like your why can change. Like I feel so heard because I feel like, I don't know, I'm the type of personality that like, I, I don't really have like a super like overarching long-term why. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I work a lot better when I have kind of like more short-term, you know, attainable like whys that, and I feel like, you know, the most important part is that you just have a why, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't, oh, yeah. that's kind of when things get Get <laughs> yeah. Um, but moving on to our next question, um, it is, what is your favorite quote and what does it mean to you? Okay. I have, yeah, I mean, I, I have so many quotes. I think we can hear a few of them. I think the one that most um, has been with me these last two, three years again has been by gosh, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt. We can Google it if we need to, but um, it's do what you can with what you have where you are. And this was so important to me like two, three years ago when I was living in New York City and I, I just like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I felt like I couldn't do it because I didn't have this or I needed to make sure that I was at this point in my life before I could actually, you know, um, move forward with something. And instead I got this quote on like a little cardstock because I was like, no, I can actually make a move right now. And I think that when we get into that mindset, it's just fear. It's like fear based. Um, so just like that gentle reminder that I can do something right now. I don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. I love, love that. that. Yeah. That's it's so like, great. it's, it's kind of like that quote. Um, 
why do something tomorrow what you could do today yeah so, like yeah. very very along those lines and I resonate mm-hmm. with that a lot yeah and I think a lot of people procrastinate they're not to divulge too much but you know they'll put things off and just say well I'm not ready for that now I'm not ready for that now I'll do that when I feel when it feels right or when I feel ready and sometimes that moment never really comes you kind of just have to go for it before Mm -hmm. you're waiting around for this feeling you know okay last but not least this is a little bit of a doozy what do you think separates successful and whatever you your you know definition of success is what do you think separates successful people from those who give up fail or never get started on their dreams Oh, yeah. Well, I think when it comes to really going after our dreams or even just a small goal, (laughs) some of us do have actual limitations, right? Um, And I think that when it comes to the people who have, as you say, succeeded, we have to understand that those people failed multiple times that if you are anywhere in the arena of like doing what you love or taking action on something, you're going to probably do it wrong over and over and over again and getting comfortable with um, just developing a healthy relationship to that failure. And like it, allowing it to be a lesson learned or, okay, now that I know that that didn't work, I can go this route. Um, but I think that the people who don't like try or get stuck with even just taking that first step is really based in a probably like deep self-limiting beliefs. Maybe they care too much what people think. Um, maybe they don't feel like they're worthy of it. A lot of people just don't feel like they deserve it. Um, so if you're stuck there, it's really getting to understand yourself and like where, where you're, I don't want to say blocked, but like where you're feeling challenged the most and kind of diving there. Cause I think we all have the potential, right? But it's, we have to get over those roadblocks. Beautifully said. Yeah. Beautifully said. Something that we preach uh, like almost every episode is no losses, just lessons. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Any other points? You're good, Jess? I'm good. I think this is great. I think it's a perfect note to end on. Yes. Thank you so, so much. If people want to hear more and know more about you and follow all of your amazing insight where can they find you you can find me on instagram at gina gomez.co it's g-i-n-a-g-o-m-e-z.co and yeah cool let me know that you came from here from this podcast that'd be awesome yeah definitely definitely let her know thank you so much for this amazing conversation we guys we encourage you take the test find out more about your personality why you are the way you are i think it is really helpful and important um in our everyday life and in our relationship our relationships that are closest to us so i encourage everyone to take it and if you liked this episode, please screenshot this, share it on your stories, tag us, tag Gina, let her know that you loved the episode. We appreciate you guys always. And yes, have a great week, brothers. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.